<laughs> yeah, yeah. What up? What's popping, fellas? What's popping? What up? What up? Welcome to the No Important Podcast. How's everybody doing? Same old stuff, man. Same old stuff. Yeah. Same old. Ain't nothing crazy. Better than I deserve, man. Better than I deserve. That is always true. Mm. Mike's playing with his fancy watch. yeah, that's true. This is the streets is just not safe yeah. no more, man. It used to be safe right. a little bit. I shouldn't say it was it was always, but it was more safe, more safer. I should say. So you're taking a risk. You go, you go yeah, out now. You're taking a risk. Baby. Yeah, it's just it's not safe no more out in these streets. That's very baby. sad because yeah. I love the streets. <laughs> but the streets it's don't a, love you. The streets, the streets it's, don't it's a love you. It's a love hate relationship. Oh, the streets will chew you up and <laughs> spit, spit you out. out. Mm-mm. Word up, nah, man! It's still, you know, just you go to the safe area. There's some areas that are still safe. Right. There's a lot of people walking their little dogs. Right. And that's still not safe. Mm-hmm. It might be. It's <laughs> a lot of dog walking happening out there. Yeah, if you're a dog lover, <laughs> it can spark a conversation. Hey, and that's what, still not safe. What type of dog is that? No, nah, man. You get pulled into French. some other kind of danger. French, uh, what do you call it? French bulldogs, my favorite breed. I love them. Yeah, how what's you a, what's a no small? Dogs? What's a small? Yeah, this guy's a lover of dogs. Lover. You never had? You ever had? Speak, a dog? Speaking of dogs, as an adult, no, I've never had. Mm. You I want see, a dog? I do. I'm gonna get a French bulldog one of these days. Is that a big dog or no? Nah, dog, about a twenty to thirty pound dog, depending. Mm. It's small. Oh, you, you ever seen a Presa Canario? Yeah, I mean, probably. Why this guy always comes to that field? What's, a, what's what is that? What kind of? It's like, isn't it like a, a weird mix of like a Wattweiler pit bull? I know it's really big because my neighbor had one. That's the only reason I know about it. My neighbor and he was like two hundred pounds. It was massive. Yeah, I'm not a. I mean, I love all of them, but I don't. Yeah, you mess the with large the big breeds. dogs. Yeah, you, you don't mess with they them. They drool they, and then they're hard to hold. Okay. Yo, speaking of dogs, yeah. that time's that time is nearing, man. What time? Oh boy, for the dog. Oh, oh man, your you, dog. You gonna put it to sleep, dog? It's getting, it's getting that time, man. It's Why? getting close. Why? He's just, you know, he's struggling with the walking. Yeah, man. Yeah. So if you don't got a quality of life, you gotta get. Gotta yeah. help we we out. we'll talk. We'll talk. Right. <clears throat> but um. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. yeah. It was part of the family. What? <laughs> 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 Whatever. <laughs> Don't say that, man. You got people listening, man, who love that dog. <laughs> <laughs> I got, and I, I got this crazy story. It's it's sad, but I'll tell you guys offline. Yeah, it's man. not a, it's not a Kip approved. Oh man, <laughs> people might take it the wrong way, but it has nothing to do with our dog. I was driving and there was an accident and it involved the dog, and it was just sad. Mm. But the people's reaction, mm. um. Yeah. The neighbors, like the the onlookers. Yeah. So I'm in this scenario, right? So I got out because it was somebody that I I knew that was kind of involved. 
So we're standing there. I'm like, all right, what's the procedure? I don't know the procedure. Do you call the cops? Ange, I don't know if you know. If there's, a, if there's an accident involving a dog, do you call the cops? Like the dog is owned by someone or the dog yeah, is a stray it was, dog? It's, no, not a stray dog. Like a dog. It oh, was a, yeah. it was an accident, right? Yeah, so there was I an accident. A dog, you know, got ran over. <clears throat> I think the dog, yeah, the dog was dead. Like, mm. So, you know, there's other people around just coming by and, you know, being nosy bodies like we always do. And they're like asking, all right, what do we do? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what happens in this situation if you're supposed to call the cops or... Mm. Whatever, because, you know, I just kind of stopped by to make sure the person that I know was, was everything was cool. And, every, you know, everybody was fine. You know, obviously it was a bad situation. But this guy came ac from across the street. And he, he was talking, you know, when somebody's trying to make conversation and say something, say something. Mm. And then he was like, yeah, I, you know, I, I think you're supposed to, you know, call the police and, like, follow a report. Because he was like, yeah, because, you know, like, dogs is like, like people. And I was like... What? You see that expression you had on your face? And he equated a dog to a person. Mm. And I was like, you know, in my head, I'm like, no, a dog is, is not a person. It's, it's a dog. It's a pet. Um, And, you know, I think that was the whole point of the conversation. Like, what do you do? But the, wow. when he said that, it surprised me. I didn't, I didn't say anything because, you know, it wasn't the appropriate time to even get into that type of discussion. Yeah. But it was just, it just stood out to me how he equated a dog with a human being and said that it was the same thing. Mm. And I was like, how, how are you devaluing a human life, right? A, a human that was created in the image of God and, yeah. and putting it on the same level as a pet, right? And obviously, you know, we have pets. We love our pets, but our pets are not, to be valued as a human life, uh -huh. right? Yeah, and I right. think as we went over Genesis, we we kind of spoke about, um, you know, when we talk about capital punishment, it had nothing right. to do with the animals, and right. you could kill the animals and eat the animals, but you could also love your animal and and have take care of them and do all those things, you know, buy them little sweaters. Oh yeah, all that is great, but they're still not to be equated as as precious as a human life, right? And right. that just kind of stood out to me. <clears throat> and this is totally random. No, I think I think that's the um I think that that is not random. I I think yeah. I think society that's how we look at human life. I think that's yeah. just is gauge. I think that's a gauge of where society is at. Right. Like people will put like you said they will put animals above a, you know, equate it to human life or even material things. You know, people, you know, somebody will kill you over a car. They'll kill you over a watch. They'll sneakers. kill you over your sneakers. They'll kill you over a chain. Right. You know what I mean? They'll home invasions. Like even just thinking about home invasions, like people will come in the house and tie you up and kill you for things. So I just think that's just, it just shows where humanity is at. Like yeah. people value things. People value these, you know, these objects or, or even, um, you know, like you said, a dog, you know, it has life, but it's not, it's not on the level of a human being, but mm -hmm. people, but in the mind of some people, yeah. and that's why people will go out there and do, you know, uh, uh, let's say a, a mass shooting because you don't, right. you don't respect life, right, you right. know, and it's just, a, I, I look at it as not a respect for life or, you know, just a depraved mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
you know, to, to see it that way. You heard about that survey they did with those young kids? It's, they took a bunch of like high school kids and they would ask them like, if you see, if you had your own personal dog drowning and then you see a stranger drowning, mm. who would you save? Mm. And like the numbers was astounding. I think it might've been like between 80 to 90% of those students said that they would save their dog. And they asked them why. Oh, I know my dog. Yep. I don't know the stranger. And I love my dog. And that That's why the streets is scary. Stay off the streets. And that's why when you was like the dogs, <laughs> you run into the dog walkers, all the, the, lot, the new dog walkers, you get pulled into something different, man, a different world, man, because... Some nice be. dog walkers out there. Yeah, There's some nice dog walkers, bro. <laughs> Yo, oh, I don't want to get pulled in, dog. <laughs> I'm throwing the alley. Nobody want to slam it. So. Nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> let's get into the. Let's get into the word. Let's get into the word, baby. Y'all corny. I'm waiting for y'all. All right. Up? So last last ep, we kind of where we at? Who's that? Chapter twenty one. Yeah, we were at um twenty. We finished verse twenty. Yeah, and I was wondering if the Lord. Spoke to you in a dream over the week to let you know you were wrong. No, 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 This is you. That's you. No, no. I was you, did you meditate Lord, over it? Did I you, did you on think? It. And what you got? What you got? No, no. no I prayed on me? it and I said, "Lord, reveal yourself to Marcus." Okay. <laughs> and he wrong. said, "No, no. He no, no, no. he, he got it me, the first time." No, the Lord told me that your your imagination is wild, like Ishmael. All right. So so break it down. So what you be imagining here happened? He was like, "So break it down. Break it down. Go ahead. Give us give us a." Synopsis. So the issue we were having is that some of us on this table believed that the Lord um, was answering the mom's prayer, and that because the son was suffering, Ishmael was suffering, so Hagar was the one that was um, lifted up her voice and wept, and then the Lord says, "I heard the voice of the lad." So obviously there was some. He was either groaning or you think he was praying. I don't think because. From what I was thinking, you're saying that the Lord intervened only because he was he was broken and because he found himself where he was dying and he now he needed to call out to the Lord because he was he was a scoffer. He you know, he was a wild kid. And I didn't see it like that because I the Lord had made a promise to both of them. To so the mom initially while she was pregnant with Ishmael and then um again, um she the Lord made a promise to Abraham and said, I'm gonna make him a great nation. So I don't see why the Lord waited for him to die and cry out in order to come and save him. Like that just, it just, that's not how I saw that. Okay. You know? Okay. Anybody else? Nah, man. Yeah, I'm ready to go to uh, chapter 22 because that's the fire chapter. Nah, we didn't finish 21, though. Yeah, yeah, we didn't finish 21, but 22 but, is um, Go ahead, Ralph. You had some? No, I was, um, in terms of like, did you guys want to recap like the first couple of things we read or no? Yeah, go ahead. No, just in terms of like the whole issue of like the the big importance is um, Hagar and Ishmael had to leave, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the whole the spiritual meaning behind it as we get from you know the commentary from yeah. Paul in terms of like you know the flesh has to leave, like the flesh has to be rendered dead in order to be born again. So you know that's the that's the main importance that, um, and it has a purpose. Like the flesh must be there for its purpose, and its purpose is that the law which was what Ishmael represented was a picture of the law, mm. right? And that the law is there and it, um, it brings conviction. And through that conviction, it brings you to the point of repentance 
and then once that happens then the law has met its purpose you know so that's the thing is that um so so ishmael he wasn't to be slain he wasn't to be killed he wasn't to be any of these things he was just sent away because he served his purpose mm-hmm. and his purpose was the law is the schoolmaster mm-hmm. right to bring you to the one to bring you to jesus mm-hmm. in order for you to repent and and re- know that that the law can't bring you righteousness you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that's that's the whole key to that and we see here and and the the interesting thing as, as well is that we saw ishmael mocking um isaac right mm-hmm. and that whole picture is that you always see you know the law and or um, self-righteous folks or, you know, these right. people, these commandment keepers, these very religious, mm-hmm. you know, people, they always mock born-again Christians. Oh, you know, you do this or whatever. You know, there's always an aspect of mocking and making fun of, mm-hmm. you know, believers and those of the faith because that's that's what the law does. Right. That's what self-righteousness do. They mock and scorn, right. you know, the faithful. So, and that was the whole thing. That was the picture of like, yo, send them away. Because yeah. now it had served its purpose, and now it's time for the spirit. And that's, you know, the whole thing with, like, that's why Abraham and Sarah had to be dead, mm-hmm. considered dead, so that when this child is born, it was born of the spirit. Yeah. That of the flesh was the flesh, Ishmael. He was born of the flesh, and now that's of the spirit is mm-hmm. born of the spirit. So we've seen a picture of when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus. We're seeing it being played out here right. from in the Old Testament. And I think Mike brought up a point, right? We we're able to we have the privilege of right. seeing this panoramic view and getting the understanding, especially because of what Paul said. But yeah. I think Mike brought up a point last week where he was like, they didn't know right. what was going on, right? Right? You're 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 de- we're looking into the life of this family, right? Mm-hmm. That has issues, that has tension, and we're reading about this this man Abraham, right? That was very obedient to God. And, you know, I see, I, I like to see patterns, mm-hmm. right? And I see the pattern in Hagar, her coming from a pagan um, uh, Egypt. Egypt, a pagan culture mm-hmm. where they would have killed you and take your wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she grew up in that, but then she, she kind of got taken in into this household mm-hmm. and she's seeing there's days is passing by, years is passing by, and she's seeing these people, and she's drawing closer to them. And then we see a point where she got kicked out, right? And I'm wondering if there was an influence from the household, from her environment, that caused her to cry out to God, right? And then God came to her in the desert, and God dealt with her, and her life changed after that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then we looking at Ishmael. He's a young boy growing up, seeing his father mm-hmm. worship. All of these things play into the fact of the story. Like you're gonna be a like Abraham wasn't light. Like he loved God mm-hmm. and he worshipped God. Mm-hmm. We read about when God says circumcision. You brought up the point. Yo, immediately circumcise everybody in the in the house. Nobody, everybody understood his role, and I think he affected his community. Mm-hmm. He affected other communities. We saw that he yeah. was a he was a pro- God called him a prophet. He interceded. Mm-hmm. We saw the effect that Abraham had. Right. I'm pretty sure he had that same effect on Ishmael, right? And Ishmael got into that age and he spazzed down and you act just like your mom. And we see that pattern play out, and that pattern play out. So that's why it's not hard for me to imagine him 
calling out to the Lord because you saw your pops doing it. You was hanging with your pops the whole time. That's that's my point of view in the whole thing because right. I want to throw everything in there to try to get an understanding of it. Right. But um, I'm saying either way, it doesn't you know take anything away from the story. Right. Um, but the spiritual point is exactly what you said, right? Grace and law, right? Freedom and slavery. And that's what we're looking at. So let's just finish up. I think we could just read 22 to the end. Okay. <clears throat> and it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham saying, God is with you in all that you do. Now, therefore, swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with me, with my offspring or with my posterity, but that according to the kindness that I have done to you, you will do to me and to the land in which you have dwelt. Mm -hmm. And Abraham said, I will swear. Then Abraham rebuked Abimelech because of a well of water which Abimelech's servants had seized. And Abimelech said, I do not know who has done this thing. You did not tell me, nor had I heard of it until today. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech, and the two of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. Then Abimelech asked Abraham, What is the meaning of those seven ewe lambs which you have set by themselves? And he said, You will take these seven ewe lambs from my hand that they may be witness that i have dug this well therefore he called that place beersheba because of the two of them because the two of them swore an oath there thus they made a covenant at beersheba so abimelech rose with phicol the commander of his army and they returned to the land of the philistines then abraham planted a tamarisk tree in beersheba and there called on the name of the lord the everlasting god and Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines many days. Mm -hmm. What we got? I, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, we're seeing, um, we're seeing this covenant being made between Abraham and Abimelech. Okay. And we see that there was a restoration of the relationship. And um, so that's one of the th first things that. I do notice that them coming together and seeing that when Abraham first came to him with, with the whole lying and he had to rebuke him. So yeah. we saw that there was repentance um, and there was that prayer. So now, and we seeing how God now in front of Abraham, now his witness has been restored. His testimony has been restored. So mm -hmm. now Abimelech could come to him and said, yo, let us, let there be peace with us. You know, so let's, let's make this covenant because I see you know, I see your testimony now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm seeing this restoration because of repentance. So there's one thing. I don't know if this is the same Abimelech. You don't think it is? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. Because it's a title and... Right, that's true. It, he comes now with, like, the commander of, of the army. So, like, this is a big deal, right? So that act showed me that Abraham, he, he viewed Abraham as equal or greater than him. Mm-hmm. Cause like he came, this is this is a political thing, yeah. Right. So and and we just kind of left conflict with, with the seed. Now we're dealing with land, and I noticed in this story it, it always bounces from land, like the two two of the major things that God promised, right? 
you know, the land and then the seed. And we're seeing conflicts mm -hmm. back and forth, bouncing back and forth. So now you, this is like a, a, this is all political, right? This is land, this is powers, you know, forces coming together. And as like I said, I, I don't think it, it really matters, but whether Disabimelech is the same, but they're coming through because they see that God is with you, right? And I think of uh, Proverbs 16, I think. I wrote it down. Proverbs 16, verse 7, where it says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Mm -hmm. And mm. Um, Abraham was talking about like, yo, Sarah, tell him you're my sister because these streets is tough. And these guys might want to come and kill me and take you. But now we're seeing, right? He's not running. He's not doing those things anymore. But now these people are coming to him and they're like, yo, let's, let's have a pact. Mm -hmm. Let's have an a, 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 you know, agreement mm -hmm. that's going to last. Like a, a perpetuity. Yeah, like, it yo, it, it'll just, next generation, all your kids, yo, we're just going to have peace. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that, that's just a, a evidence of that scripture. Like, yo, if you, if you following the ways of the Lord, people that you think is out to kill you, they're going to want to, they're going to want to have, just have peace with you, build yeah. a covenant with you. So that, that's a great picture. And I'm seeing just the way Abraham dealt, like with the situation, you know, he, he rebuked him at first and, and Bimelech is like, listen, I ain't know that, you know. The, 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 I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know about this. You just, I'm just being made aware of this. And Abraham just, you see his, just his, the God he served is a God full of mercy and grace. You know, because he could have took it another way. He could have been like, well, I, you know what? The, you already violated me. We're going to go to war. Because Abraham was prepared to go to war at any time. He had trained servants. He could have did what he wanted to do. But you're just seeing the character of Abraham. He was like, okay, well, you didn't know? All right. Let me back off, and now we're gonna make this covenant. But you see, he um he put a, a I should say something like the U lamps. You know, he put the, out the U lamps. Like this is gonna be a witness. Like this is proof. I should say, this is proof that we have this pack. And I'm thinking, you know, he getting all of that just understanding his God. You know, because that's how his God moves. You know, his God makes a covenant, and his God is like, well, this is a sign. You know, here's a sign of the covenant that we have. And I think about just the covenants that we make. You know, we make covenants with each other. And it's, I feel like it's important to have certain things. Like, you know, when you get married, you have wedding bands. You wear wedding bands. Why? Because that's just the sign of the covenant that me and you have. You know, people will be like, oh, yeah, you know, that's that's my wifey. You know, we, we've been together for such and such. So then make it official have a covenant mm. Mm. put it make it real yo put a sign you know get wedding bands get get it together like why why can't the covenant be made official if you believe in god if you believe in god and she believe in god and y'all both christians or y'all both believers in god like y'all say why don't y'all make it official you know so i i think about that just how a abraham always constantly move how him and god always move god is like i made a covenant with you all right here here's the rainbow or I made a covenant with you, Abraham, before. All right, here's the the, the animals. I'm going to split them in half. You're going to walk mm -hmm. through. Like, that's how 
you know, people of God move. Mm. You know, when it's time to make a covenant and make it official, there's just this whole thing that happens and there's witnesses. And, you know, I just, it, it just reminds me of that. It just makes it real. Yeah, and, and like you're, you're speaking that and I'm just thinking, like people don't respect covenants. Like people don't even respect contracts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Like nah, when you're, you're thinking right. about in the, in the sports world. You're right. Yo, I don't want to play here anymore. Right. Yo fam, you signed a contract. <laughs> You signed a contract. Right up. I'm not showing up to training camp. Yeah. yeah Fulfill yeah. your contract. You're you right. you read it. You're supposed to understand it. You yep. got your lawyers. Yep. They told you exactly what you're signing. Yo, I don't want to play here anymore. Yeah. I want more money. I want this. I want that. Yeah. But you signed the contract. There is no value. Right. There was no respect for no that. Respect. And that that's just the world that we're in. I don't recall ever seeing that growing up. Right. No. Like cats would play. Once your contract is over, then you make a move. Yeah. Right. You honor, you like, honor what you sign. Like even you know, just watching. Um, I think it was the the whole Michael Jordan documentary, yeah. and just how I think Pippen signed a bi- bad contract, and you mad. And you <laughs> he was mad. <laughs> now nah, he was mad. But the crazy thing about it is that growing up, I ain't know. You know what I mean? He didn't yeah, not mean, show up to to, right, to the game. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? He didn't. Not, I'm not gonna play in the playoffs. I'm not gonna. I'm done. He ain't walk out like. These guys didn't have the best contracts back then, like when you think mm. about the athletes. But they, you never heard, like you said, you never heard about the guy not, oh, I'm not showing up to practice. Nah, this guy came and played 100% all the time. Right. You know, so it's just, I, I think about, and it's a great point you made, like people don't honor contracts. People integrity. Don't honor covenants. You know, you make a covenant. And the thing is, Abraham, when he's making this covenant, he's doing it before his God too. But you the know, God, right. the God we serve, is a God of covenants. Exactly. Right. And and we and going forward, you're gonna see how He moves. Mm. Your dog, this guy is so. Now I understand why he was a high valued man, like you said before. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna under not for real because right. when I think about Abraham having 318 trained servants, I'm like, dog, I don't think I could have two and keep that order. <laughs> You know right. what I'm saying? But right. this guy, like you said, like this guy had a huge household. Mm. But when you see the way he deals, King of Sodom, the way he deals with politicians and, and, and people in government is, is or just the kings around him and people in power around him. Right. It's so it's so noble, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it and and I was convicted reading about how I was like, do I honor, you know? Like my my relationships like that, whether they they're pr- professional or personal, do I really look at it like, yo, this is a, I have to deal with you honorably. Right. Your neighbors, even your neighbors, because yep. sometimes your neighbors and you ain't got the best neighbors, and you be wanting to throw your trash wherever. And do you understand the people around you, and do you respect them, and do you mm-hmm. know how to deal yeah. with the people around you? Mm-hmm. So you know this this last section just. Um, you know, Abraham and Abimelech, how Abimelech sees Abraham now. Um, and he kind of shows it, right? The respect. Um, but what, what I really like is um, verse 33, right? It says, then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba. And there he called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God, mm-hmm. which is El Olam. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines many days. So in chapter 14, Abraham called him El Elyon, 
God Most High. God Most High, yeah. And in chapter yeah. 17, he called them El Shaddai. Shaddai. Mm. And now he's discovering this mm. new name, right? So sure. as as he's right. learning more about God, yeah. you know, he's just learning more about his characteristics. Mm -hmm. His worship gets deeper. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's true with us, right? That's as right. we spend time with God, as we learn more about him, our worship and our time alone with him is going to be deeper because now we know all these different aspects, right? Mm -hmm. All these different names, mm -hmm. all these new characteristics that we're learning. And I, I thought that was just just a great picture, just learning more about God. And it's, that's happening throughout his life, which is what? We're 25 years in now, 30 years in maybe. Yeah, yeah. And he's still learning. And he's still getting deeper in his relationship with God, which is just a beautiful picture. Yeah, I think I, I think that's the most important part. Go ahead, Ash. Now I was just gonna say quick that I love the fact that when he first comes up to him, he says, "God is with you in all that you do." So he obviously, from a distance, witnessed that mm -hmm. God was with this dude. And as a Christian, are people witnessing that in my life that God is with me, that I'm spending time with the Lord? And then at the end, when you pointed out when he he planted the tree, he wasn't ashamed of calling on his God in front of all of these, you know, Philistines. And are you ashamed as a Christian, you know, to call on your God in front of those that are around you? Are you are you afraid to read your Bible in front of people? Are you afraid to pray for your meals in front of people? You know, like right. those are witnesses. Those are those are examples that we can little examples that we can do to show that God is with us and that we're with God. Yeah. Like yeah. that light, right? Because Abraham was supposed to be that light. Exactly. Abraham is going to start this nation that's supposed to be a light to the other nations. Mm -hmm. Are you going to hide your light under a bushel? Same principle that Christ kicked about. Mm -hmm. Nah, you got to let your light shine. Let it shine, like, baby. Whatever, whatever light, whatever lumens, <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah, lumens you I'm putting out, you let pray, it shine. You pray for a meal, I, I bet you any amount of money that's going to start a conversation at some point. Yeah. Down the line, def, oh, why'd, you, why'd you do that? Oh, you know, you know what I mean. It just opens up the doors, and before you know it, you having Bible studies in your job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm serious, man. We we got to do a better job as Christians. And and that's like I said, the way he dealt with it, like he could have went another route, like being a man in charge. You know, he didn't take the route of war. He took the route mm. of peace. And like you said, that's him being an example, like him being a leader of this new nation that God is. Like he's setting an example. You got to think about people in his nation that's watching this, how he's dealing. You know, he's setting an example. This is how you deal with situations. This is how you deal with neighbors. And I just see it like he he took the route of peace because it could have went left. Right. When I read this, I was like, wow, this thing could have went left because he rebuked them at first. Right. He was like, yo, look what happened with the whole well situation. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the guy was like, well, listen, he copped the plea. Abraham was like, all right. And just this no the 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 nobility is just it was crazy to me i felt i had i gained so much respect for him as a man and as a leader reading this because i was like mm. somebody else would have just pulled out the matic and nah man i felt disrespected you stepped on my sneaker you're gonna get it right you're gonna get this shot yo you, yeah. you bump me you're gonna get the shot but it, right like a he savage was, yeah but he was peaceful man he, it reminds me of the you know the the speech of um on the mountain with Jesus Beatitudes in Matthew 5 8 he says blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of God amen mm. you know what I'm saying so this is a yeah, picture of it, it you know? perfect yeah. blessed are the peacemakers that's what I was trying you see that's what happened when you just need to go to the word of God B I said all of that <laughs>
And Christ you was just like, need a one verse. It was a verse, dude. Yeah, Shut verse. up. You're talking too much. All right, man, let's go. All right, man. The climax. Yeah. Oh, this is the... Yo, B, would you consider this maybe top five chapters in the Bible? This is a tough chapter. Yeah. Well, I would have had five. I would have oh, had to read oh, the whole oh, Bible oh, before the time. Yo, B, so. this is top five it's, chapters in the Bible. I the think greatest chapter in the whole Bible is Romans 8. This guy loves Romans. Yo, <laughs> Romans, eight Romans 8 is the greatest chapter in the entire Bible. No, no I don't right. see it. I think this, John 3. John, John 3 is the, the big chapter. Yeah. Genesis 22, big chapter. Big. Big. Yo, big. It's not top five. Big. Big. So give me give me your top five chapters. Romans eight. Yes. And pretty much all of Romans. Romans are super dope. But Romans eight, you yo, I'm telling you. Nah, what? So when we do Romans, this guy's gonna leave. I don't need y'all when we do Romans. That's Romans. You're gonna do that filthy after dog. That's filthy after dog, baby. Yeah, but Genesis 22, I think, is a big chapter. I think it's a big chapter. No, it is a big chapter. So let's go one, two, uh, I don't know. So the spirit says stop. All right. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Okay. <laughs> I guess Sarit says stop. I wasn't listening. <laughs> All right. So no, 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 no. Let's 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 touch it. Yeah, let's touch it. I I like how the 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 narrator already he already framed what this is, mm-hmm. so that we could understand. This is a test for Abraham. All right. So we we're we're reading about the 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 climax of um. Abraham's obedience and then we're also you know seeing how invested right how God guarantees the offspring because both now everything's in danger because now God is like yo you're saying this but this doesn't align with everything you said before you know what I'm saying so it's weird mm-hmm. but I think we get obviously Abraham didn't notice but we get it yo like this is a test mm-hmm. so right Kalmati, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, relax, because obviously what he's going to tell Abraham to do doesn't gel with the character of God. Right. But the surrounding nations, that was very familiar to them. That's Human big, sacrifice. That's a big point. And I'm sure Abraham was like, it wasn't, it wasn't something that was foreign. Mm. But Abraham's like, yo, you're not a God that... Right? We, we yeah. saw the whole Sodom and Gomorrah thing. Like, yo, I know living. you. Yeah, I know you. So, you know, that, that's, a, that's just from jump. And I think it's important for us as the reader to know that, like, the, the, the narrator didn't wait till the end to be like, it was a test. He was like, no, 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 no. This is a test. So right. go into it with that frame of mind. Don't get it twisted. The Lord is not some crazy murder, homicidal, yeah, homicidal crazy. Because, yeah, you know, a lot of people say that. You yeah. know, they 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 try to pin that on God, saying he's homicidal. Look, he asked him to go do this right. when it's completely. He's it's, like you said, it started off. It's a test. It's a test. You know, man, they just want to justify. They want right what they doing. And if, if Abraham can be tested after everything he done went through, you know, we can be tested. And sometimes, like I look at these, well, you don't really know you're going through a test 
you know, when you're going through it. Mm-hmm. But at the end, you're like, Lord, did I really need to be tested? You know, and like that's happened to me so many times where I just wound up in tears and I'm like, all right, Lord, I get it. You know what I mean? And this he's about to get to that point. And you know, you know? and that's a great point. You brought that out because testing, that is an important thing. That's an important part of life. Not just this Christian walk. When you look at it just from a natural world, right? Natural point of view. Everything, when they make a car, do they just, after they build it, they throw it on the road? No. You test it to make mm-hmm. sure the brakes work, to make sure the engine works, to make sure transmission works. You know, it goes through a series of tests to make sure that, okay, will it stand up in an accident? Right. Can it, you know, withstand these type of temperature changes? Will it withstand things? You When you do perfume, you know, mm-hmm. is it going to cause rashes? Is it going to cause sickness? Is it going to cause diseases? Like, mm-hmm. you go, every single thing that is created, that is made, right, gets tested. You know, when they, the vaccine is supposed to get tested. The FDA got to approve it. All different types of medication. Like, when you're training in, in medicine, like, yo, they just don't throw you on, on a patient. No, you test. You know, you have, there's dummies that you practice on. There's all these things, these mannequins. and So, testing is a thing that must take place. You just don't put out products without confirming that it can be used properly. Great mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Good point. I, I just like his, just his attitude. I think he's in a, a great place right now. Where, cool, Abraham? Yeah. Because God calls him like Abraham, like, yo, here I am. Like, I just feel like just when I, just how, how I read it and how it came across, like he was, he was available. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, yo. It's like the Lord's like Abraham. He's like, here I am. Like, yeah. you know, it's like you could tell his attitude is like God calling me. I'm available. What? Like, what's good? Like, mm. you know what I mean? It's like he's there. You yeah. know, it ain't it ain't like God has got to chase him down or whatever. It's like God only had to call him once and he's up and he's ready. You know, and I just that's what I got from from the the the, the um the mm-hmm. author just putting that in, you know, just here I am. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, God, what what now? Like, yeah, like we here. Like this he, is where we're at in the relationship. It's like mm-hmm. he stood at attention. Yeah. It wasn't like, yo, like, yeah, he's Lord, like, yo, what Lord? Like, yeah. Again? <laughs> like, what are you gonna do now? What are you gonna tell me now? Yeah. Like, you not know. Here I am. I just mm-hmm. see his availability. Because yeah, so, that's because that's the only verse. Yeah. Next time I call right. your name, Mike, I want you to be like, here I am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Show me some respect. You hear me? See? <laughs> that's why you yeah, get no respect. On. <laughs> Yo, when but Phil calls you, be here I am. Phil. But that's why he don't get no respect. The only reason, listen, yeah. the only reason, the only reason God got respect like that is because God is loving. You be this guy. Him. I don't you love you. Yeah. I don't love you. Not talking like that. <laughs> I love you, son. Nah. Show me some respect. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> then he oh, said, man. take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder in worship and we will come back to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yo, you see how the author slow it up? Right? 
In verse 3, Abraham rose, and then he saddled, and then he took, and then he split. He's giving you all these details. Mm-hmm. The other chapters didn't move like that. Like he's giving you all these details. Because it's that chapter. Again, you know, we see this quick obedience. Yo, he mm-hmm. rose up early. Right. Yo, get to it. Right? And then he goes, like he saddled his donkey. Like these details, we don't really, it doesn't add anything to the story. You understand what I'm saying? Compared to the other details. Mm-hmm. But the author is just slow walking you. So you could kind of get into the mind of Abraham of what he was going through. And he's just highlighting all these steps that I didn't notice the author doing before. You know, we would jump from one thing to the other. Mm-hmm. I don't need to tell you he was saddling his donkey and he split the wood and he, you know what I'm saying? So it's just fascinating how he's he's building up this, this climactic point that mm-hmm. we're about to get to. Abraham could have been stalling too. Mm. You know no. what I'm saying? No. Now, th- and now this is extremely... Extremely important point. When he says, then he said, take now your son. That's what I see. Your only mm-hmm. son, Isaac. This is heavy because we already know he had Ishmael. Yep. Mm-hmm. So why did he say your only son, Isaac? Yeah. yeah and How would it, that be translated to? Um, I think the translation is unique. Like he was begotten. Begotten. That's what it is. Oh, right. I didn't know. Yeah, but I think it was like, I mean, he knew Isaac was, I mean, Ishmael was there, but this right. is the son of promise. This is the son of promise. You know, this That's is right. the son of promise. Like, even in this, this is the first time we see the word love. Yeah. Right. You know? And he's like, yo, this is, I know the relationship you have with Isaac. Like, uh, this is the son you love. You right. know, this is the son of promise. Yes. So. This is the son of promise because he, the things that he know, Ishmael is there, Ishmael is there, but the things that he don't recognize because that was a work of the flesh. Right. Mm-hmm. That was totally not mm-hmm. part of this plan yeah. that he already set in motion. And the, what he, the plan he set in motion has to deal with Isaac, the promise seed that you're talking about. Yeah. And like you said, this is the first time he mentions love. I mean, we've already seen tons of families. We've seen Adam and Eve. We've seen all the other relationships. You know, we've seen Noah, his wife, and his three sons. And um, all these things that happen, we've seen Lot and his children. We've never seen the word love yet. So there is something called, you know, the law of first mention in the scriptures. So this is the first time he's mentioning love. And this love is dealing with a father and a son. Yep. That is the most powerful love that there can be between a father and a son. That's why it's the first time it's mentioned here. Yeah. And that's that's what it's supposed to be a representation. Like you said, that, that relationship is a representation of love, like. That's why his first time is mentioned here, and the burnt offering. Like, I think I think that's a that's a first too, right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. I think Moses did. I think Noah did a burnt offering. I'm not sure. I think Noah did a burnt offering. You wouldn't count the animals that he split in half as a. No, them up? no, no. no, no I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I think Noah ex- did a burnt. Offering. Noah was implicit. This is more explicit. Where it's, well, mm-hmm. we didn't get to it yet. But. Okay. Yeah, but the but just. He understood that, you know, what he was going to do to his son. It wasn't just killing his no, son. No, like, yeah, he, he was going to totally it was, demolish. Like, it you was, had to. <laughs> yeah, no, it was clear. Yeah. It was clear what he had to do. Son is repeated a lot of times in this chapter, mm. right? It's just highlighting this relationship, like Ralph mentioned. Mm. So, you know, we already read about Abraham having to um, give up his natural son. Now he's in a position where mm. 
he's asked to give up his spiritual son. Right? And with the natural son, you know, God provided for both. Right? Provision yeah. and blessing for both. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to see that with this also. Just just the consistency. Right. Like, God is so consistent. But it's crazy, like you said. Like, he was full steam ahead. He's going. Yo. Like, and, he's, and, it's a different attitude. And it's how, a different neighborhood. How long was the trip? It's three days, right? Yeah, yeah then days. on the third day, Abraham. Yeah. That's a lot of time to think about what you're about to do. Right. So for three days, his son was as good as dead to him. That's right. He's looking at this guy like, man, you're dead. I'm about to, I got to sacrifice you. Mm. So he had plenty of time just to reflect. He had plenty of time to get Bimmy. <laughs> he had plenty of time. Change his mind. Be like, yo, I'm about to yo, exit stage right, and I'm out. Let's go. And you, you don't think that in, in the back of his mind, he was like, oh, the Lord's going to raise him from the dead. I mean, we yeah, we know that. We know that, yeah. But but I mean, y'all making it seem like. No, I'm I'm just saying the way the narrator is painting the picture, he's he's just giving you these yeah. details to let you know, like, yo, this was something. Because we already read about um, when Sarah told him, yo, get rid of Ishmael. That hurt him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got shook. Like he was, the word that they used was right. almost like, yo, this guy was. But that, that's that's what surprises me. How they don't mention that here. Which makes me believe that he knew that supernaturally God was going to intervene. Right, I agree. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why it was like, yeah, he was three days. It was a no, walk, no. but he was probably just, yo, God is gonna do something crazy. Here. But it still hurts. It's still, yeah, yeah. I'm that's what he's saying. No, what you have to do, yeah, is still, it's still hard. And, uh, and I know when that. we spoke about when we spoke about the type of dude that I saw Abraham as. You're Bimmy. Mm-hmm. You're a scary dude. And mm-hmm. to ask him to do this as a test, listen, if it was Any light work, us. no, no, if it was light work, it's not a test. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, what you're saying is correct, because when you go to Romans, it, it kind of gives you the, the commentary on this. But it wouldn't have been a test if it wasn't something that was challenging. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. It's, it'll be worthless. That's yeah, not a I test. Yeah, of course. So, Doug, the agony, the pain, I just lost the son, which again, I think that was preparation because God is gracious mm-hmm. and he's going to kind of walk you through these things. Mm-hmm. Yo, you went through it already. So maybe that's why it's not mentioned because, mm. you know, the, the blow is probably lessened in a way, like how I went through it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And he had his, he put his faith on God. So now he has to do it again. Right. But, you know, just the way the narrator is breaking it down, it's like this slow walk three days and three days you you didn't tell anybody mm-hmm. i don't know i don't even know if sarah knew because nah, she nah. probably would have been like nah. out trying to stop him. <laughs> i'm out you gonna right. get the papers <laughs> you, get the pa- <laughs> you get the papers in the mail you're yeah, not gonna my son that was my only yo you know yeah. what i went through yeah i was 90 when i, I popped like, him out right up <laughs> you're about to go what yeah yeah nah yeah, dog yeah, yeah you can't get put on give, <laughs> give me half give me half we good <laughs> Word up, and so, Abraham was wealthy. Yeah, so um, half, that, that's half the Abraham, that's half, the picture. Yeah. Give me half. You treat me like animal, Abraham. <laughs> oh man, yeah, was the worst. Yo, but the the other thing though, he said go to the land of Moriah. That's also extremely important mm-hmm. when he mentioned Moriah. Yeah, you know because when you go into Second Chronicles, that's the same place where 
you know, um, David bought the threshing floor of Ornan, um, and that was, and that's where Solomon went and built the the the, the temple, mm-hmm. uh, and also the the pinnacle of it is that, yo, it's within the same mountain range that we know where Jesus right. Golgotha in Jerusalem. Yeah. Nope. All right, so all of this is pointing to Jesus. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you ain't pick up on it. <laughs> Go ahead, Inch. I don't know where you want to stop. Oh, um, all right. So Abraham, we had six, right? Yeah, yeah six. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid oh, it yes, on sir. Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and the knife. And the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Mm. Yeah, just laying the wood on his son again, you know, pointing to Jesus, how Jesus had to carry the cross. So you're just seeing all of this being a foreshadow and that's why I brought that point and I'm glad you stressed it again Marcus like you know God is showing you a glimpse of this man's life and he not he don't understand that that his obedience is so important mm. you know step by step because every step of obedience he takes it's gonna be a foreshadow of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. of the greatest sacrifice of the whole point of this whole book and this is why I say this is one of the most important chapters because of Abraham's obedience. Like if he didn't, if he didn't take these steps or he wanted to do his own thing in any which way, like the story wouldn't be the same. So it was so important that everything that he did, you know, God is, and I think that's why the author is writing it down. Cause like all these things I think are, you know, they're, they're uh, pointing towards Jesus, mm-hmm. like giving me the, the point of, he takes the wood and he puts it on his son's back. Right. Like mm-hmm. showing me that part of the story here. I understand that because I know what Jesus Christ had, you know, did, right. you know, carrying his cross. So it just, it, it points out everything and it, it just, it just highlights everything that Jesus Christ <sighs> did and how much, you know, how much God understood and, and he knew. Yeah. Right. It, and even the whole fact, like like from verse three, when he mentions the donkey, he's saddling the donkey. You know, Jesus came riding on a donkey and he says, and took two of his young men with him and the picture of the two, you know, the thieves. I don't know. I may be over spiritualizing, yeah, but it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 but yeah, you know what I'm saying? All these things Yo, are like, <laughs> I went off the deep, you know <laughs> Yeah, we had like three episodes. He ain't go off the deep end. Yo, I was like two. Man. Where else I see two? Yo, matter of fact, there was two thieves on the cross. Yeah, was th- <laughs> Yo, just <laughs> throw a two in there. Yeah, me. No, no, no. I, I get. Well, I, Yo, nah, was, that's that's a. There I, was two angels that came with us. Uh, <laughs> Christ when he came with the Yo, me. This guy just took the wheel. And just. <laughs> It just uh, went off. Nah. I don't know. I don't know about that part. Yeah, I don't know about that. Part. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Ralph is on point. He freestyle. He freestyle. Yeah, the two You would respect a freestyle. Yeah, I don't know about the two. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. About but that. I do notice that, you know, Abraham had to go on this faith journey by himself because mm. he told right. those guys, "Yo, to stay, stay right here." And that was just him and his son. And obviously, we know that um, Isaac is old. Right, Isaac is probably in his late teens, 
Because okay. he's able to cut up the wood, throw it on his back, and carry it. So he he was a, a young man. man. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so so kind of, let me read these two scriptures, which is uh, Hebrews 11. That I wrote down. Yeah. Hebrews 11, 17. It says, By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called. Concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. So that's what you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. I think eventually Abraham had to reconcile this whole thing in his head. Like, yo, Doug, you're going to have to do something. Pretty much that's what he said. All right, you're going to raise him up from the dead because you said all of these things right. for the past 20, 30 years. You've been telling all, telling me all these things. So I guess you're going to raise him from the dead because I know you're the God of life, right? And another thing that's interesting that the author of Romans, which I believe is Paul, said, right? And Ralph, you read this. You read this before. Um, Romans 4, 16 where it says, therefore, it is a faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did who contrary to hope and hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's room. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform, and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus, our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. So, that section, it gives the same quality and caliber of faith to Christians that Abraham have mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? When you right. go into it, that last part is saying, yo, just the same way us Christians, we believe what God said, that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That caliber of faith, the author equates it with the faith that Abraham had in that's this right. situation, which blew my mind. Yeah, that's right. And that that point, I, that's why I want to ask a question. Do you think way I seen it is Abraham had that mind frame, like you said, Angelo, like God is gonna raise my son, even if I kill him. I see it as like the scripture you read. He just saw he, his body was as good as dead. His wife's body was as good as dead. He was like, "Yo, we're dead." And he saw a life come out of it, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that was, a, I think, after that happened, we're seeing that after you know that happened, mm-hmm. you're seeing a different Abraham, right? 
he's like, wow, like, yo, I was as good as dead. Me and my wife was as good as dead. And we bore a child. Yeah. You just start seeing a different. Yo, that's why it's like, Abraham, here I am. Like, he's attentive. He's like, yo, this God is real. This God is about it. To Where you saying you're going to, you have to make your son a burnt offering. And you just up and you at it and you moving and you're ready. I think that he saw, because he never saw resurrection. But he understood that this God can bring life from death. And I, I like the point that you made as far as Christianity. We believe that Jesus Christ died and he resurrected. That same faith that we have in that, that's the same faith we have that God, even if we pass in this life, he's going to resurrect us Amen. to life. Amen. You know, and I think those are just... You know, th those were all things that he was preparing Abraham. When he did that with right. Abraham, Abraham was like, I never saw resurrection, but I know this God can bring life from death. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm moving. I like, I like how you broke that down. Imagine if this was in the beginning of Abraham's life. So you, you right. think about a mm -hmm. test. You get a test at the end of the semester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you get the information. So you brought it up, like our body. So he could reference that. Oh, life. Like, he was able to bring life from our day. So he had that data that right. the Lord provided all these years, these 25 years, to the point where he had to conclude. Maybe he did. I don't know if he fully understand, mm -hmm. right? Like you said, resurrection wasn't a thing. Yeah. Like, that wasn't a thing. Like, the concept of that was foreign. Yeah. But he concluded, you're going to do something. Right, based on all the information, based on all the data I had before, mm -hmm. I could take this test and pass it. And God is not a cruel teacher. That's what I saw, baby. <laughs> where he's gonna give you the test first day of school. Here's a test. <laughs> pass. Like, nah. I'll give it to you open book. Yeah. That's and I'm I'm giving you. Yeah. I'm gonna walk you through it. Matter of fact, you went you had a pop quiz with Ishmael. That, and that's what it is. Right, like right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he was preparing because I was like, how when you read Hebrews and it was like, yo, he already knew that God was going to, I was like, you never saw resurrection. How you get, right. but then when I thought about, you know, what you just did with Sarah's yeah. womb, Sarah's womb was dead. You was a hundred, you was dead. Yeah. And from this, that's why it was so important that it happened between you and Sarah. That's why it couldn't happen with Hagar. It couldn't happen with another woman because it had to, you know, God had to show that. I can bring life from death. You see Sarah's womb? It's dead. That's why he was like, it got to go through Sarah. Mm -hmm. Like you said, so now you have that information. Right. You know, now you have that information and then you can draw a conclusion like whatever happens, even if I kill my son, mm -hmm. burnt offering, he's going to bring him back to life. All right, so let's, let's, let's finish this up. Yeah. But, you, but um, one thing, uh, how does the King James Version read that? Like Which in one? the King James Version, in uh, verse 18, it says, and Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a land for, because, you know, some of them say will provide for, for himself. Yeah, I mean, no. what do you guys think of that? Because, I mean, I've seen different versions say different ways. I think I think it was that he understood that Abraham, I mean, Isaac was the sacrifice. I think he was fully aware that Isaac was the sacrifice. Like, that's how he interpreted it. He didn't interpret it like God is going to give something else because we read in Hebrews that was his mind frame, like mm -hmm. Angelo mentioned. His mind frame was that God, I have to kill him, but God is gonna gonna do something. He's gonna resurrect him. Mm -hmm. That that was his mind frame going there. Mm -hmm. So he didn't think about nah. God is gonna give me a replacement. He's gonna stop me at any time. Nah. Right. 
he was full fledged steam ahead understanding this is what God wants and this is what I'm about to do and John 129 you know we went over this it says the next day John saw Jesus coming towards him and said behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world so I look at that as a prophetic statement. Yeah. Right. The way Abraham was kicking it, the way he answered it, he's like, listen, the Lord is going to provide. Right. And he understood that from Ishmael where mm -hmm. the Lord was able to, you know, do the provision and the blessing. So he's using all the stuff that he known. He's just throwing it out there. Right. And this is just how I'm going to walk. Right. Mm -hmm. In total faith. But the literal transit translation yeah. If you want to do it literally, yeah. it doesn't have the four. Right. So they're saying the four, yep. God is going to himself Self. be the sacrifice, sacrifice. Yeah. which is, you know, a foretelling right. of what John the Baptist said in John one twenty nine. behold the lamb of he, Jesus Christ is the lamb. And this That's is what true. this is talking about. And I always thought like how you were, I always thought about it until I read it again. Mm. And when I read it again, I was like, nah, this is, he was committed he wasn't like, oh, oh yeah, there's yeah, going to be yeah. a plan B right, right. and all no, of this is totally going to happen. Committed. Like, he was totally committed. So what do you think about, again, 11? Did you read 11? You read 11, right? No, no, yeah. All right, so let's get there. Go ahead, bro. Well, we stopped that. We stopped uh, at 10? At, at, uh, at 9, nine. I think. Okay. Yeah. 9. You want me to start reading? Yeah. Okay. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. Yo, and, he why you <laughs> and he said, do not he, lay your hand on the lad. The, the, the theatrical do, version. I, the Uncle <laughs> Ralph telling a story. Or do, or do anything to him. For now, I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Mm -hmm. He gave us the Phoebe reading, dog. That's when you be <laughs> reading with Phoebe all day. <laughs> no, but you see, the first time he called him, he said, Abraham, here I am. And this time he called him twice. Do you think that is symbolic in any way? Like there's, there's a reason for that? What, the like how God deals with yeah, No, how God just calls him. Like, yo, Abraham. And he go here I am, and then he does it again. I just I just see as he's just so attentive and just so obedient. Mm -hmm. Like God didn't come and stop him first. God called him, mm. and he reacted. Okay. You know, it's like he's very like sensitive, sensitive to the voice of yeah. God. Mm. Like, and as soon as he hear God, he pops up. It's like you know, it's just he's just so willing and so available. Like I was convicted. Like, am I like that? Right. You know, as soon as God be like, oh, am I like, nah, 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 I got to take care of something. Like, God be like, yo, Mike, <laughs> I'll be like, don't you see I'm busy? Like, I got, I'm doing something right now. Like, we don't say that, but that's how we move sometimes. Nah, I, I, you know, I feel when, what you're saying. Yeah. But with Abraham, it was like, nah, boom. And, Abraham, if, and if, he he, if he wasn't sensitive, he probably would have went all he, the way through. He would have, he would have did the jokes. <laughs> you, <laughs> You ain't have to be sensitive. Damn. <laughs> it probably would have no, came down. Close. Oh, <laughs> you see? Oh. <laughs> That's Yo, why. You would have seen the angel hand. Nah. Angel would have been like, Angel would have been like, yeah. I was calling you. <laughs> you wasn't supposed to cut him. 
That's why it's easier back then to hear the Lord. I'm you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm yo, you y'all, stupid, dog. Yo, you would have did the jokes. Yeah. Abraham was like, but you told me to come. <laughs> it's like, yo, this guy, man, you wasn't listening. Take the headphones off. <laughs> You're always with the headphones. Take the beats. Take the beats off. <laughs> Yo, you think Isaac gave himself up? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We see, we see. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All the Obedience. Way. Yeah. Because you got to, this guy was old. No, Isaac yeah, could have came was, and did yeah, the. He was a man. Yo, he was man. basically <laughs> a man. Hit him up like, yo. Yo, I know, like, he could have bound his pops. Yo, get off of there me. Was pops on the wood. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he would have he hit him with the quick kung fu, the Steven Seagal. With the Ip Man. He came with the Ip Man, like you. <laughs> what you doing? What you doing, pops? <laughs> oh, he would have been like, yo. Yeah. yeah. All he had to do was run. <laughs> He'd have been like, yo, B, where you going with that night? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Ran around the tree. They catch you if you can. <laughs> Now you, you see you see a picture of Christ's obedience and, yeah. and Isaac. Yeah, definitely. That's what uh, I was asking. Yeah, totally submitting himself to the to the yeah. will of his father, right? right which was Abraham. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing, you know, the faith of Abraham, um, total obedience to God, right? And I think you know this is this is a picture to Abraham, right? Because the promise is to Abraham. Yes. And he was like, Yo, Abe, this is what I'm gonna go through. This is a, a, a glimpse, not even a fraction of what I'm going to go through. You see those three days and those, those feelings that you had? Mm. That's what I'm going to deal with with my son mm. 2,000 years later. Crazy. On, you know. Crazy. That's, wow. that, that's what. It's crazy. The underlying, right? Obviously, the topic is the testing of Abraham's faith, but there's so many different layers. Crazy. Right? So many different pictures. God is like your dog. I got feelings too. Okay. No, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? No. And he's he got a glimpse, but you're not gonna go through it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go through it. I'm gonna feel it. I'm mm. gonna watch my son die on the cross. Mm. You know, hang there in agonizing pain. I'm gonna go through it. You don't right. have to go through it. And this time, the knife is not gonna be stopped. It's no, up. it's gonna be poured. It's gonna be poured. And I'm doing the pouring. Full wrath. Full wrath. I'm doing the pouring, B. For who? Yeah, for, for us. us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's like when Abraham grabbed that knife, he he was he was there. Isaac was dead in his mind. You know, when he grabbed that knife, it was just like he was fully committed to doing it and you know, thank God God stopped him. But nah, he was he was fully committed, man. So yeah, I got a question for you guys. Where we stopped at? Chapter uh, verse eleven? No, we stopped at ten, right? Yeah. No, no, no. We read up to um 13. So uh, look yeah, look in twelve, he said, 12. Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God. Yeah. So what do you what do you think? Well, he said, now I know. Did God not know before? Or nah, did God know. Mm-hmm. See, that bring, that's interesting that you said that because I think we were listening to a Tony Evans study a few years ago on the Fridays. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned something that God, although he knows everything, he hasn't experienced it. Mm. And you see that here because God, that's why God tested him. And that's why it says here, it's clear that he says, now I know. Right. And he knew what he was going to do, but he didn't experience that feeling. Yeah. And some people may may say that, you know, that's heresy, <laughs> you know, being saying that God needs to experience. But I feel like 
in a way, and I can't prove it yet biblically, but in a way, mm-hmm. I feel like that there's some truth to that. You know, like even with, with Moses, when you know when 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 God was like, "I'm gonna destroy these people," and Moses had to like say, "No, Lord, don't," you know, like God knew Moses was gonna, you know, have fight for the people's lives, and the same yeah. thing even when Abraham, with, with, with what we just went through with with Lot, with um, Sodom and Gomorrah, I feel like the Lord wants to experience these things with us. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. It's there. There's something about um, him, you know. Abraham's faith playing out on the the stage of history like it happening even though like you said God knows I don't know exactly what it is but there's something about that thing playing out that God experiences and there's actually Deuteronomy 8 verse 2 says and you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not, right? It's it's like this testing so that this thing could play out. And however it works out between God's quality of him being outside of time. And I, like, I don't know, but it's exactly what you said. There's this experience mm-hmm. that, you know, he he gets when it plays out, it's even a, though he knows. An experiential knowledge, you know what I mean? Like. Right. It's, it's, feels, yeah. I don't fully understand it either, that, you know, but I know like, but you know everything, but there's something about it playing out on the historical stage mm-hmm. that God experiences something and he experienced that faith. That's, that's exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like it's the same thing with, with creation. He could have just, you know, skipped all of this and what, and everybody that he knew would accept his free gift of salvation. We could have went to heaven. You know, but no, he allows it to play out. Yeah. So that the love that we have for him, he feels it. And um, like you said, that God has emotion. You know, God, he's a God of love first. And, and no. No, he no, wants no. to experience those things yeah. with us, man. Now, I, I don't fully understand it, but it's exactly, yeah. it's exactly what you said. I, and just with Abraham, um, you know, he said, now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your only son. You know, just... I don't like what you guys are saying. Do you think that it's because there's an audience like you have a host in heaven? Because you have to understand that you have people that rebelled against God at this time. You got an accuser of the brethren. You got his his peoples and they're coming before God like, nah, this guy is this. This guy is that. This guy is this. This guy is that. And God is like, nah, look at his faith. Like you came here and you you got to think every time Abraham um, fell short, Satan was front and center, blasting him. Yeah, and that's a good point. by this this being played out, God is probably up in heaven like, yeah, I got this is same thing like he happened with Job where he was like, yo, B, that's my man, I and he's getting accused. You know, he's too, getting you know? accused, and it's like. God is doing this in front of a host and you have, he has an enemy that hates him and hates us. And this being played out is proving them wrong. Right. I think that mm. that's, there's true, very, a lot of truth to that. But then I, like I also feel like it would like have that. said, you know, instead of now I know it would have said now we know, or now you have proven, you know what I mean? I feel like he, he yeah. specifically puts himself in there as knowing 
But I do think that what you're saying is completely true. They're both true. It does, but I I just feel that that wording there points more towards God experiencing that. And and on top of what you said, you you're dealing with these hosts, these hosts of heaven, that were all just brought into existence. They're learning about God based on this world stage that's happening. So now they're like, oh, you're a faithful God. Oh, you're um, El Shaddai. Mm -hmm. And so now they're learning through the experiences of mankind who Mm -hmm. this God is. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Which is pretty dope. And so do you think that, because I looked at it as after he did that, that's when God provided like after he was fully committed to slaying his son. Mm-hmm. And then he says, then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked and behind the ram was there. Mm-hmm. I think the ram was there the whole time. It's just that Abraham was just so committed. Yeah. So focused. Focused on following God and Being. doing what God, like he probably didn't even notice. Right. Yeah. But God revealed it to him after he was fully committed mm-hmm. and God provided yeah. You know, and it's like what we was talking about before, like how he's a God that provides. Right. But, you know, reading it, I was like, I have to be fully committed. Yeah. I can't be like when I'm fully committed, then I will always understand that God is going to provide. Mm. I can't be worried about God providing. Oh, you got to show me that you're going to provide before I commit. Nah, that's R- not R- the relationship. That's not how God works. Right. That's like God, a prenuptial. God, yeah. It's like you'll be, you have to be fully committed to God. So even right. if God is saying something that even right. sounds contradictory to who he is, mm. your faith is like, no, you're a God. I know what kind of God you are. You're a God of life. I, like you said, I already got the answers. I already know what kind of God you are. Right. I'm fully committed to doing something. And it's like every time you're fully committed, God is like, oh, well, yo, the ram. <laughs> You'll be the ram. I got a ram right here. Abraham was like, yo, yo, the whole time. But God is like, bruh. You, you got to be fully committed. And right. I think that's how we got to walk as Christians. We have to be fully committed right. to God and his ways. And God is always going to provide. And I, mean, I think I, that's I gotta, how it happens. I, I see that. And I don't see. It's sounding a little bit like works-based to me. No, you know I'm, I'm, I'm not talking like about works. I'm just trying to, no, no. You're, I, I hear God's not going to provide unless you are a certain way. No. I'm not saying you know that. what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. No, it's not. Mm. It's, I'm not. Go ahead. I, I don't think it, it was talking about the, on the basis of God. It was talking about from the perspective of of your obedience. Right. It's not. I'm gonna obey if you provide. No, but God's not just gonna bless if you're obedient. No, 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 I'm no, no, no. Sometimes no. He blesses you when you're disobedient. Yeah, you know yeah we've seen that with yeah. Abraham yeah. plenty. All right, of but that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, I, it, from what I was picking up it sounded no like, no i'm saying so i just want to clarify that to people no i'm saying <laughs> you know? that no, no, i will i, I will walk i'm saying that's the walk we have to strive for mm-hmm. like i'm not saying that listen this p- god reigns on the just and the unjust there's people who don't even believe in god god provides for them yeah yeah, yeah exactly but yeah, i'm not yeah. saying i'm talking about as believers we shouldn't yeah. be have a relationship with god it's like oh if you're not going to provide then i'm not going to yeah. move right like yeah, that's yeah. yeah that's i'm saying abraham was fully committed and it's like his commitment was so focused and full on God right before he was about to do it. God stopped him and then God provided. God was like, yo, the thing was there the whole time, you know, but just to see Abraham's mind frame, he didn't move on. Yo, where's the ram? Like how we were saying before, 
Right. You know, his mind frame wasn't that God is going to provide something besides uh, Isaac. Right. He was like, nah, dog, mm-hmm. Isaac is the sacrifice. And we're seeing the character of God like, no, 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 no. I had the ram there the whole time. Mm-hmm. But Abraham's mind frame wasn't like, that's that, That's not how he was looking towards God. He was like, nah, bro, I'm, I'm committed to you. That's why I said it's so important every time he says Abraham, he's like, yo, here I am. I'm available. Yeah, yeah this is a picture of him being in like full submission and full complete obedience right. and that he has been fully obedient and fully submitted right. you know to to god mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying outside point, of justification that label that i was calling him no longer exists <laughs> he, after this chapter he's he, that sucker label was dropped off mm. <laughs> all right so let's finish let's finish up uh go read the rest up to 19 then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horn. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies, and your seed, all the nations of the earth, shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men, and they rose and went together to Beersheba, mm-hmm. and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. So this is the part where it says um, offering instead of his son, where it's that explicit mention of that substitutionary sacrifice, Mm -hmm. right? So now an innocent animal that didn't do anything, right? Representing that unblemished, you know, perfect, that animal, that lamb was a substitute for, um, to die, all right, so that that sacrifice that instead of right instead of us, Jesus, Jesus, he was the lamb. Amen. Um, yeah. So uh, and and was was the angel talking to Abraham? Right. He said, um, "By myself, I had sworn." Right. Wow. He he already established that this covenant. I'm gonna take care of it. All right. Like, my name is on the line when he walked through the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's crazy how he allows um, Abraham's faith to even underscore that. Mm-hmm. Even without Abraham's faith. Let's say Abraham messed up in that. It was still going to happen. Because God was going to make sure it goes through. But then he said, yo, I sworn, and now I'm going to let your... This act of faith mm-hmm. underscore this whole promise and this whole covenant yeah. making it even like yo even more definite yeah so this is just god just like yo come through oh man that was dope yo just because you did this now it's even more certainty even though you can't get more certainty than god but i just see it as he just lets mankind be, be a part, be a part <laughs> and participate <laughs> Like I don't need. He was like your dog. You was asleep when I when I oh, when I man. ratified this com, com, um this uh yeah this this covenant this covenant. You yeah. were asleep. <laughs> I walked through, but now he was like yo. He came to him. He was like yo. You know what I'm saying? It it was me. My name was on, but now yeah. you'll come through. 
Like you, you just added more to this, and yeah. now for a certainty, you know this is gonna go through. Yeah. You understand? Right. And I just think that's dope. Like he didn't yeah. have to say any of that. Like I don't need you, Abe. Mm. That's why Christ <laughs> was like, "Yo, dog, I could raise the rocks." Yeah, to worship. To worship. Right. He don't need none of us. But baby. he wants this family, and he wants us to be included. In yeah, it. that's so dope. He's real, be. And and uh, the awesome thing, like all of here, where when he mentions angel of the Lord, we know that this is Jesus. Right. And and I think this is this is that pivotal moment when Jesus was having a conversation with the Pharisees when he said in John eight when um when um the Jews said to him, "You are not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham." Mm. And Jesus said to them, "Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am." Yep. I think that was that specific moment mm. that he would that that experience, right? Him revealing himself to Abraham in this specific when he was displaying what was going to happen when he comes to be that subsidiary atonement for us when he comes to die on the cross for us and he was he was relaying the gospel message to like, Abraham. This is, to Abraham. It's the yeah, it's <laughs> clear the gospel, bro. He's like, this is the gospel message. This is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. You know, and that's what he he told the Pharisees. Or even when he was like Abraham, I think he said Abraham was happy to see right. my day. My day. Yeah. Like I think this moment, because you see how Abraham reacts. He in fourteen he says, and Abraham called the place the Lord will provide. provide. Yeah, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Mm. Like he clearly understood. Yeah. Like you said, like bruh, the Lord a is new a new name. Uh, yeah. A deeper understanding, deeper, a deeper worship. worship. That's yeah. like well, when you said before, when he was like everlasting God, right. God is revealing, and right. he's like, yo, he got I, it. I get it. That's yeah. why he was like, yo, Abraham was happy to see my day. Yeah. You know what I mean? That day that I be glorified when Christ died on the cross, be and he mm -hmm. got lifted up, just like how he was telling Nicodemus. Right. I think I don't know. I think Abraham, he he. I don't know if he fully understood. I, I think he did. But I think he, yeah, bro. He, he, he had he to. Got, yeah. And you know what's awesome? One of the things, you know how in 1 Corinthians when he talks about like, um, when he when he mentions like, this is the gospel as it was written that Jesus Christ would die as it was written and he would be resurrected, right? We have tons of scriptures in the Old Testament showing you his death, right? We got Isaiah 53, we got Psalms 22, we go on and on, right? But there's no specific scripture that tells us about his resurrection on the third day. I think this is the prophetic uh, word showing his resurrection on the third day. I mean, some people say, you know, Psalms, I think Psalm 16, when he's talking about, um, I will not see my, um, corruption, like you right, will not right, allow. Right, right, right. But I don't think that is as clear as this one. I think this is the prophetic word of displaying the gospel of him dying and him resurrecting on the third day. Yeah, I think I this think is I think it's I think this is the clearest picture another, of his Abraham resurrection. Got it. Another another picture of his faith in verse five. He told the young man, "Yo, stay right here. I'm coming back." That's right. Yeah. And then in verse nineteen, you yeah. know, it continues that Abraham returned to his young men. Mm -hmm. Right. For him just to say that he was sure and he was walking, like you said, he was laser locked and focused mm -hmm. into that faith and obedience. Right. Yeah, this is this is the one. So finishing up, uh, twenty says. Now it came to pass after these things that it was told Abraham, saying, "Indeed, Milcah also has born children to your brother Nahor, Huz his firstborn, Buzz his brother, Kemuel the father of Aram, Chezed, Hazel, Phildash, 
J- Why didn't Andrew read this part? I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I'm what I was about to read it, and I was like, no, yeah. thank you. Jidlaf <laughs> and Bethuel, and Bethuel begot Rebekah. These eight Milka bore to Nahor, Abraham's brother, his concubine, whose name was Riuma, also bore Teba, Gahem, Tihash, Tahash, and Micah. What's so Abraham's point? brother was just spitting them out. What's the point? <laughs> what you think is the point? Rebecca, baby. Rebecca. Rebecca. Damn. Abraham's brother was just spitting them out. And Abraham, right. <laughs> Abraham over here just, just old, no kids. He's probably you know, looking at his you know brother. He's like, yo, you coming over for Thanksgiving? He's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, but you know what the crazy thing about it is? You spit out how many kids, but Abraham is the seed. <laughs> He the yeah. promise, right? You know, right. sometimes you 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 looking at everybody else's situation, yeah, and you right, like, right. yo, look at all the things they got. Look right. how beautiful they family right, right. and they, right. you know, they, their life is. And the Lord is like, I'm trying to Abraham and Isaac your life over here, and you just <laughs> crying and complaining. Right. That's why, dog, don't look at nobody else's situation, be right. right. Yeah. Because as we see, you know, Abraham didn't even know how important what he was going through. You know, he he right. he understood it now, but all that stuff he went through, could you imagine your brother out there <laughs> spitting them out? Spitting and you over out. here like, the Lord is like, yeah, I'm going to wait till you're 100. You over here like your dog. Yeah. Just, just let me slide. <laughs> let me get a little something. <laughs> but after this moment, and I think that's why the Lord puts it after this moment, because after this moment, I think Abraham didn't care. Yeah. After seeing, after going through sacrificing, about to sacrifice Isaac and seeing the day of the Lord and understanding all right. of that, now it's like, okay, now we could talk about your brother. <laughs> now it don't bother him. <laughs> yeah, nah, good point. It don't bother him no more. All right, that's it, man. That was a climax. Climax. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Big top five, top five, top, top five, five, top five. All right, so Father, we thank you uh, for this time. We thank you for your word, Lord, leaving us these. Uh, story of of these men and the things that they went through and how gracious and patient you are with them lord um how you prepared him for the test lord and you're the same god lord in our lives you prepare us you uh you're gentle with us you walk with us and you give us the strength through your holy spirit uh to make to make those choices right lord and make the right choices um so lord we're just grateful that we could participate um, and reading your word and sharing it, Lord, we ask you to bless it as it goes out. Um, Lord, continue to, to cover us. Um, and it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.